Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We thank you for a time of worship. We thank you because in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. We can never thank you enough. Spirit of God, we ask that you take charge over everything that you want to teach us today, over everything you want to reveal to us today. Give us understanding. Give us insight. Lord, let our lives not be the same. Father Lord, let us understand you in a way that we have never known. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, because every time we come to you, you don't disappoint us. You always have something for us. Lord, today we receive that gift that you have for us today as we hear your word. Glorify yourself in this place. Let your name and your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I always like to remind myself that I'm not singing. Because after hallelujah, a song will now come. Praise God. Um, it's always a privilege to stand here. And, um, you know, God is just so amazing. Because he knows our next moment. And we don't know it. You know, and that's why he's God. He has a plan for each and every one of us. And it is a good plan. It is. Praise God. You're all welcome to church. Just relax, relax. I'm also telling myself, relax. We're in our father's house. You know, when you're in your father's house, you no protocols. Relax, relax. God wants to speak to us and teach us new things today. Amen. All right. Um, we all have our outlines. And we'll be looking at topic called the heart it's even surprising to me myself the heart under it there says the core of life or the core of our our being the heart is also the wellspring of life the scripture our anchor scripture is Proverbs 4, verse 23. It says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I would just like all of us to read that together. Why I'm doing that is so that we can all pay attention, you know, our mind has a way of thinking of so many things. If I ask everybody now, what are you thinking about? 
we will see that we are not yet in the service. So you're welcome to church. Amen. So just leave every other thing outside. Let God speak to us. So let's read together. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Want to go? Guard your hearts above all else. Let's take it again. Guard your hearts above all. One more time. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. So something that determines the course of your life must be very important. And God is calling our attention today to guard our heart. We are all seated here, but God actually sees us with the eyes of an x-ray. You know, he's seen right through us. He's seen us from our hearts. So our hearts are labeled. That is the real person he knows. Not the fancy person that rubbed powder and made a wonderful hairdo or the person God knows is our hearts. That is how he sees us. And it could be scary sometimes that we could actually be laughing with someone, but the real person is actually shouting at the person. You know? So it would be good for the person we see and the person inside to be the same. I think that's what God wants to teach us today. I will enter into the outline. So the Bible mentions the word heart depending on the context and the Bible version in hundreds. I just picked one. I just picked the King James. It mentions heart 963 times. So it could be in different contexts. But if God is talking about something, bringing something up 963 times, that's for King James Version. Other versions have different numbers. That means it's something he wants to call our attention to. I believe we have filled that blank space. Then the heart is that spiritual part of us where our emotions and desires dwell. The heart is that spiritual part of us where our emotions and desires dwell. Desires dwell. It is also referred to as the mind the emotions, the will, the sinful nature, the total inner man, the total inner man, or a person as a whole. So under there I said, like the human heart, 
It is central and vital to our existence. A lot of us, uh, maybe just the um, medical people, will really understand what the function of the heart is. You know, a lot of us just think somebody can be walking around with an empty chest. It's not possible. Nobody can move around without a heart. And we're going to watch a video. From the video, it shows that the heart forms four weeks after conception. The heart is formed before the brain. So I think that's where the life actually begins. That is why I titled it here, The Core of Our Being our hearts. So we're going to watch a video, I believe, on the, some facts about our heart. This um, so-called maybe small organ in our chest, what it does for the whole body. So this is the physical heart, not the spiritual heart. But I know God always draws parallels. So we're going to watch the video and see what your heart inside there has the ability to do. Just, just a few facts. I'm sure there's, there's just so much more, so many things. You know, while I was preparing, so many things. I said, ah, this heart like this can do all these things, you know. So if CMM is ready, I'm ready. Your heart is an incredible organ that works nonstop. But do you know exactly how it works? Here are 11 fascinating facts about your heart that you probably didn't know about. 1. If you're a kid, your heart is about the size of your fist, and it increases in size as you grow older. 2. Your heart beats 100,000 times per day, or more than 2.5 billion times in your life. 3. It can pump roughly 1 million barrels of blood in a lifetime, enough to fill more than three super tankers. Four, that can also be equivalent to a faucet that's been turned on for 45 years. Five, when your body is at rest, it takes 16 seconds for the blood to travel all the way to the toes and back to the heart. Six, it pumps blood to 75 trillion cells, except your corneas, which receive no blood supply. Seven, the human heart contains four valves which make the thumping sound whenever they close. Eight, when in the womb, baby's heart starts beating in the first four weeks. Nine, and when it's fully developed, a woman's heart beats faster than a man's. Ten, compared to any muscle in the human body, your heart does the most physical work, producing a power output between one to five watts. Eleven, Interestingly, your heart can still function even when separated from your body, but only with an adequate supply of oxygen. Always take care of your heart by eating unprocessed foods, exercising regularly, managing your stress, optimizing your vitamin D levels, and getting enough omega-3 fats. Make good, hearty life choices. Your heart will love you for it. I think we should clap for Jesus now, clap for the Lord for that small machine, what it can do. Maybe two people can just tell me what fascinated them in the, in the video. Who, who wants to say? Sorry. 
or I should point. Because me, I was fascinated. Okay. Madam Raleigh, you're smiling. Oh, sure. Hallelujah. You know, it marvels me because, you know, when a, lady, a woman is pregnant, you don't know until you go to the hospital. And when the doctor now do a scan on you to test and they hear the heart of the child, that's early stage. Mm. It's something really, really amazing and, you know, it's worth giving thanks to God. Yes, it's worth it. It's worth it. Praise God. Does any other person have something to say that fascinated them? Me, a lot of things fascinated me. Is anybody saying something? Okay. Aibami. Pastor Aibami. Okay. We might need some volunteer ushers, sure. So, um... I have two actually. The first is that the heart of a woman beats faster. <laughs> Why do you think so? I, I think that's no. another study. I, I... No idea. Okay. But it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and the second one is the 45 trillion cells. I mean, mm. the fact that. 75. So, okay. 75. 45. 75. 75 trillion. 75 trillion. Yes. I stand corrected. Yes. It's even more awesome because. To think that a human body is made up of that many cells and all of them are coordinated, working in a particular direction. It's not that one trillion cells are going in one direction and another is going. And one organ pumps blood completely, even when you are driving or you are walking or you are angry or you are sleeping or you are sleeping, keeps on working without any recourse to you. You just need to give glory to yeah. God. Hallelujah. Okay, um, Pastor Kunle. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I think what also fascinates me there is the fact that um, the blood, while you are resting, not mm. even while you are exercising, while you are resting, that the blood can make a complete cycle in 16 seconds. Cell, in 16 seconds around this body. That is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> With amazing. all the obstructions and everything. Uh, <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Does anybody have any other thing to say? Well, um, like what. Uh, Starley said, um, when we're trying to start having babies, you know, the doctor came up with so many stories of how it would not be possible and how I have to start therapy and story, story, story. I say, ah, God, what is all this now? You know, so we were preparing to start the therapy, you know, and he kept the, when I went for checkup, asking me so many questions, I had forgotten about when I saw my last cycle and I was not interested in counting again, since we are going to do therapy, what am I, you know? So we went for the checkup and we were about to start, but I said, well, let's do a scan. I said, no need for scan. I said, I think we should do a scan. Let's do a scan. So he did the scan. There's nothing. He said, ah, wait. Oh. He said, ah. He said, but it's not possible. I said, it's possible. It's possible. You know, he looked again. He said, okay, he can see like an egg, but it's empty, no heartbeat. I said, no, it's not possible. There must be heartbeat. He said, ah, wait, I can see something. I said, 
So just that heartbeat is a miracle, you know. And the fact that the blood in our body can fill tankers, that was the one that tripped me. So today, as I was um, going to my office, I was looking at a tanker. Not one. Tankers. The blood in our body can fill tankers. So with the food we eat, the water we drink, that is what God uses to maintain the body in such a detailed way. I think we serve an awesome God. Let's just give him praise. Hallelujah. Wow. I, didn't, I was not supposed to spend so much time here, but I mean, God cannot be ignored. He cannot be. So we'll move on to the study and discussion questions. Does God have a heart? Hmm. Okay, somebody said yes. Okay. Does any other person, does anybody disagree or agree? Mm, I think God has a heart. I think so. We're going to look at um, Acts 13, verse 22. I'll read. It said, but removed Saul and replaced him with David. God will not replace us in Jesus' name. Saul was replaced with David, a man after whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Why did God say that? He said, because he will do everything that I want him to do. Without asking questions, without rationalizing and asking, God, why me? Why not the other person? Or, Didn't you see the other sister? Why me? God said that a man after my own heart, he will do everything I want him to do. That should be our testimony. That God will, will push somebody out because of us. Say, because I know this one, she will do my will. Amen. Amen. Then, can we read um, Jeremiah 3 verse 15? This one was also interesting. It says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. So the shepherds that he's going to give us that are after his own heart means that they are the ones that would do everything that he wants them to do. So we now, we're beginning to understand how God's heart works and how God's heart beats. He wants people that will be ready to do everything that he will ask them to do. Praise God. Then we move on to the next question. It says, does the Bible say we should follow our hearts? Hmm. Okay. I think I will take two answers. If you want to contribute, does the Bible say we should follow our heart? I will be pointing on because we have to be moving on. Okay, uh, Pastor Richard. <laughs> because you are looking too serious. <laughs> so I'm sure God has revealed something. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, even from the two scriptures we just read, obviously God doesn't want us to follow our own hearts, but his own heart. Okay. Um, there's, there's a scripture that readily comes to my mind now in Proverbs that says that there's a way that seems right to every man, but ultimately yeah. leads to destruction. destruction. Okay. So, praise the Lord. Praise God. All right. I think that's a good answer. We'll read Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You should be taking note of the scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. He says we should trust in the Lord with all our heart. It's clear that we all have a heart, you know, and we can take decisions by ourselves. But the word of God today is telling us, as we go on, we'll find out why we should trust in the Lord with our heart, even though we think the heart is our own. So seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I don't think anything can be compromised about that because we, we have a lot of decisions to take every, almost every moment. We have things to do, you know. We need to trust in the Lord. Jeremiah 17 verse 7 says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. So there's a blessing even in trusting God. Because you have made God your hope. You have made him your confidence. You have left whatever you think you know to trust God. Then another thing that also stood out for me that we know that God is, you know, God is everywhere. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He knows about what has happened in the past. He knows what is happening now. And the most interesting one is that he knows the future. So who else can we trust with making decisions? He knows exactly what that man or woman is going to do. I think we need to hold on to God. As we go on, we find out that as we stay with him, he can reveal to us that, look, don't go that way. Don't do this. Don't take that decision. I'll read Isaiah 46, 9 to 10. Sorry, we'll be reading a lot of scriptures, so we'll be moving pretty fast. So remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell the future before it happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Wow. Mm. What a privilege, you know, to walk with such a wonderful God. The only problem is that sometimes we, we, we just think we can do it on our own. Sometimes I think we are too smart for ourselves. And we think we are outsmarting God. Is that possible? You know, he's showing you this way, but you are telling yourself that that is the way. And you know, he doesn't force you. You'll be hearing the voice, but you'll still be going the wrong way. 
Then you now come back. Say, I actually heard that voice. So you understand. So he knows it all. We should learn to trust him. Amen. So now, two reasons why we should not follow our hearts. Hmm. Okay, so let me call everybody's attention now. Don't be thinking it's the other person. No? God is talking about us. He's talking about me. You know, don't think about any other person's heart. You know, because that's, that is even the deception that the heart carries. It makes you feel that you are more righteous than the other person. So you better start speaking to the heart now that they are talking about me. Don't think it's somebody else. I believe God wants to touch us and he wants to change us and he wants to reach us. You know. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. Some of us don't like to read this uh, verse but it's in the Bible. Say the human heart is most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Hmm. Oh yeah, let us read it together. So people won't think it's only my heart. One, two, go. The human heart is most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Hmm. Hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, when things happen, especially when you're upset, the kind of thoughts that come to your mind, eh? You know, sometimes I tell my friends, I say, ah, in my mind, I have given you a knock. <laughs> yeah, it happens, you know. Also in my mind, so sometimes I say, okay, in my mind, I've given you a hug. It's the same way. We have to call, just like um, Reverend Collins said on Sunday, he hated the, the, the person. But he said, but that is not his nature. So he had to command the hate to change to love. You know, anything that has to do with the heart is always sensitive. It could make you cry, you know, you, but you should understand what God is saying concerning that matter. You should understand who you are so that you don't allow your heart to deceive you because the heart has the ability to deceive you. Even um, Pastor Bemigo said it, that we should not allow ourselves to be destroyed by ourselves. I'm paraphrasing. So we should learn to call ourselves. Speak to your heart. The heart can, if, if, if God just brings up a screen of everybody's heart now, say, why is she looking like this today? She didn't wear her glasses. You know, why, you know, so many things. When is pastor even coming back, Seth? You know. No, I'm just imagining, you know, the things that are in people's minds. Because if I ask everybody to say what is in their mind, you hear different things. Ah, the soup, I've not finished cooking it. I have to, you know, leave church early so that I, you know, so many things are going on. You know. So what we should pay attention to is that the heart has the ability to deceive and there's one thing you know 
if I can't remember any other thing for just having fellowship with Pastor Femi, knowing him, one thing that I have learned is that to thyself be true. And it has saved me, you know, that I can tell myself the truth. You know, when, when you are hot about something, you say you are not hot. You know, when you feel pain about something, you say, ah, it's okay, and it's not okay. We have to learn to tell ourselves the truth because if, if we keep telling ourselves lies over a, 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 a time, you know, you will not even remember what the truth is again. Because you have told yourself so much lies. You don't know the truth anymore. That is the work of the heart. So, but because we have Jesus, we have the Spirit of God, we have to put the heart in a Bible school. Teach the heart the Word of God. No. There's so many instances. I mean, I, I can't just, you know, start to mention things that will hurt you so bad you will cry you will wish you know then the spirit of God is there waiting for you when you finish crying it's okay alright clean your eyes yeah? this is what God wants you to do now mm. you have gone through all the emotions and stuff now hear the word of God and do the word of God something recently happened to me I mean I was just so hot this is somebody you know, that I, I took, maybe I like taking people like that, but that is how God has made us to be. We are open. That's how we are. So I just took her like, you know, maybe a sister or something, but if it was maybe one stabbing, it would have been okay. If it was two, it would have been okay. <laughs> if it was three, you know, but it was a continuous stabbing in my face. You know, like do your worst. So, on one of the occasions, I mean, maybe some of you that know me, I look quiet, too, but I could talk, you know. So I was quiet throughout the meeting. At some point, I allowed what they were saying to get to me. And I just fled. I was right too. Everything I was doing was right. In my own eyes. I mean, they deserved everything that came to them. The lady walked out. I mean, I walked off and, you know, I was right. Okay, now. God will do it again, preparations and prayer, fasting. God just brought the sin to me. I said, God, but this person was wrong. You know? So God made me understand that even in a wrong situation, even when they are wrong, and you, you are right, but you deviate, even in the midst of the wrong drama. You are wrong. 
so I had to start begging God for forgiveness because that's one thing you should teach yourself. Teach yourself not to pretend. You know, I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to pretend. You may pretend before you, but pretend to God. How can you pretend to God? You come and be doing worship. It's not possible. It's not possible. So I had to repent in my room. I was crying. I was praying. I said, God, you know I did not mean it like that. He said, I should go and meet her. I said, isn't that too much? Isn't that too much? God said, I should go and meet her. I had to go and meet her. I, first of all, I sent her a text. I said, I'm sorry for how I talked to you. They were wrong, go. She quickly replied, I said, I'm sorry, and I'm coming to see you. She said, okay, darling, or whatever she said. <laughs> I just laughed. I said, you think I'm coming here by myself? It's God that sent me. If it's only me, I'm not coming. I'm, I'm not coming. Yeah. If it's only me, I'm not going anywhere. Because it was so huge for me. Look at these people. I said, I'm coming to see you. You know, she, she, in their own natural, they can't understand with everything they have done, with everything they had said. So I went to her office. I sat down. You can see I'm always quick to tears. I don't know why. Maybe because of the age now. <laughs> you know. So I sat down. Before, before I went, you know, I had planned what I was going to say. I know God will always allow you. But when you reach there, he will restrain you. So I had planned what I will, you know, say that by the time I'm saying this, sorry, she's safe. She will, you know. So by the time I went and I saw her, I just told her, I said, I came to apologize for how I spoke to you in my office. She was looking at me. I said, I'm sorry. So she, she said, ah, that's, he deserves a hug. I did not want to hug anybody. <laughs> hug. I didn't want to hug. You know. So I just held her. I didn't want to pretend. I wanted to be as real as possible. So she was trying to explain a lot of things, a lot of things. I said, well, this one she's not explaining. Okay, let me talk. I said, look, I took you like my sister. And you broke my heart. She said, uh, you know, she couldn't understand. She said, um, it's, it's because of God now. It's because of God I should forget. I say it's God that sent me here. It's not um, because we are yummy, yummy. God sent me to come and apologize to you. She couldn't understand it. She said, ah, she too, she has to apologize. I said, I did not come here for you to apologize to me. I came to apologize to you because God sent me to, to do that. So, we don't have to be friends and all that. What I need is my friendship with God and my peace with God. 
So it could be tough, very tough. But that is the one audience you stand for. That's the person you minister to that you should be right with all the time. That's what counts. You know? And that was how, I mean, I could worship God. You can't worship God with sin, no matter what you call it. If God is not happy with you, it's sin. Sorry, it was not part of the... <laughs> Praise God. All right, so where were we? Okay. Number two reason, okay. So the first reason is um, the heart, okay. It's most deceitful. We've talked about that because of the sinful nature. Then it's desperately sick and beyond cure. There's no way of polishing the hearts and all that. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. For a new life to begin, you are beginning with a new heart. Praise God. Mark 7, verse 21 to 23 says, From within, out of men's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. Our biggest problem is not external, but internal. All of us have a heart problem that we need to continuously handle so that our heart doesn't take over us. We have to take over. The heart has to submit to God all the time. There's nothing like, let me, let's God, wait first. Let me sort this thing out. Whatever you are sorting out, you are sorting it out with God. Praise God. We may not understand our own hearts, but God does. There's somebody that understands this heart that nobody can see. There's somebody that can that has a WhatsApp group of all our hearts. As we are thinking, it is scrolling in. We are hearing that pim, pim, pim. We're seeing everything that is happening. So we may not understand our own hearts, but God understands. Psalm 44, verse 21. It says, God would surely have known it. For he knows the secrets of every heart. I think it was when I was five, that was when I realized that I was a person. Yes, when I was five. I can't remember anything before five. I just see pictures. Okay, you were younger than five. Eh? Okay, you were born. Mm, you know. But from five, I can remember things. I remember some wicked aunties. Um, 
things like that. You know, I remember some flogging that my dad gave us. You know, from five, I started remembering. So he knows the secrets of every heart. When I started becoming conscious of myself, God knew. John 2, 24 to 25. It says, but Jesus did not trust them because he knew human nature. No one needed to tell him what mankind is really like. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So Jesus could read everybody's mind. He could, you know, see what everybody was doing. Other people would just see people surrounding him, but he was seeing their hearts. He was seeing all their motives, all their intentions, everything that they wanted to do. He was seeing them. I think it's, it's, it's important that we work with Jesus so that he will reveal to us the people that are working with us, that are around us, so that we know who they are. So we don't get carried away. Jesus did not get carried away by the people around him because he knew. I'm sure God wants us to know as we walk with him. So we don't get carried away by someone that's always flattering you. You know that you are not slim, but they keep telling you that you're slim. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's touchy. Okay, okay. You know? So... God will reveal. <laughs> okay, let's laugh it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll find out very soon that this laughter is very good for our heart. Mm -hmm. All right. So God will help us and reveal so we don't get carried away with what people are doing around us. Jeremiah 17.10. I believe we're taking down the scriptures. Sorry, so many scriptures. Sorry. But the word of God is amazing. But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secrets, motives. I give all people according to what their motives deserve. Hmm. I'll take that again. But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people according to what their actions deserve. Okay. God searches the heart and examines the secret motives. And say so he gives all people according to what their actions deserve. Which action? Action of the heart. So there's another movie of the heart completely. Another drama of the heart that God is watching. It's not what we think we are seeing. And we are getting rewarded according to what he's seeing in our heart. That's really serious. Hmm. I said here that God identifies us by our hearts. If he rewards us according to the actions we deserve, it's from our hearts. So you need to ask yourself, the way your heart is, the reward he will give you, what, how do you think the reward will be? The way the actions in your heart are, 
He's going to give you what you desire for that action. Do you hate that brother? Are you keeping malice? Are you envious? All those things. There are rewards for it that God said. That I give all people according to what their actions deserve. So I think in the same way, when we think of good, do good, everything from our hearts, he rewards us. 1 Corinthians 14, 25. says, as they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed and they will fall to their knees and worship, declaring, God is truly here among, among you. I think this is talking about, um, um, this is actually for unbelievers, but it happens to us. So I don't know, the next question there, I don't know if it's in your outline. It says, have you experienced a time your heart was revealed from the altar? Ah, I have to call somebody that pastor just said what was in your heart by the spirit of God. Who has experienced it? When you wanted to go and do something. Oh yeah, Debbie, give us. Uh-huh. Why you, you raised your hand now. So share with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, it was the, I can't remember the series exactly, but um, Pastor was talking about um, how someone can dent your car and how that should not spoil you to anger and quarreling, but remind you and push you towards thanksgiving because it could have been a lot worse. That day, I was very angry about a very serious dent on my car that was going to be there forever because except you take it to go and do body work and all of that, serious body work, it wasn't going to go away. You know, so it was going to be a constant reminder of how this person didn't drive this car properly or how this person didn't do what they should have done but pastor spoke to my exactly. Let it remind you that it could have been a lot worse. The person and the car could have been completely crushed. So mm. instead of being angry, give thanks. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, um, Pastor Richard wants to share. Okay, Antega. So after that, we'll move on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe um, I have permission because what I'm about to share is very sensitive. Okay. And it happened to I and um, Pastor Soti. So I believe I have his permission uh, because I believe strongly that God wants me to share this. So um, I can't remember it's over a year now, two years ago. There was a season when um, we're preparing for the God We Do It Again service. And usually, uh, Pastor will have um, I or him or both of us minister. And I remember in that season that um, I, I prayed a prayer in that season that God, because I, I learned to approach the altar differently. So in my own personal altar, I was praying that God, if I'm not ready for this season, if I'm not fully equipped, don't allow me be um, nominated to minister before you, before the people. And in that season, as God will have it, I was totally not involved. But I got upset midway when I was saying that, why? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not ministering? How come it's only this man that is just ministering? What is it? 
I mean, this is true, so I'm being very vulnerable and it's not a joke, so... No, no, I mean... <laughs> it's not a joke, because I believe someone will learn from it, and if you don't learn from it, you'll be punished, honestly. So, um, when I took it to God, I mean, I've never... Only a few times have I had that kind of rebuke from the Holy Spirit. And he warned me standing and told me, you know what? For your misdemeanor, go and confess to us, okay? That this is what you are saying. Mm, and like... I brooded for a while. Like, how am I going to tell this? Man is going to look... I mean, he's my friend and he's been my friend for years. But what he was saying to me, go and tell him that you are jealous and you are envious. That's exactly what he was saying to me. And I... Um, I looked for an appropriate time, one of those days we were coming back from one of our sites. And I said, Bob's, <laughs> Mr. Minister, this is, what, uh, this is what God, this is what has been happening to me and what God said, I should say to you. But interestingly, the part that I think relates to him as well, he told me the same thing. That there was a season that I was ministering. And he too was saying, God, what's up? Why is it just this boy that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. The interesting part was that one of the warnings God told me was that if I don't confess to him, he was going to embarrass me before the church. And that hit home. So I did what he wanted me to do. And in the process, I was shocked at what he told me, but that was total healing for me and for him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Tega, please, you will be brief, yeah? <laughs> Praise God. I'm out of time. Okay. Uh, mine was uh, during one of pastor's messages. He actually said something I didn't understand. I had a question, and it wasn't um, trial. So I was like, God, how I want to ask this question now, you know? So I'm like, okay, Lord, please let him answer the question. And I kept repeating it, and I had wait. I said, okay. So I waited, and the next thing he said was the answer. Wow. So, Praise God. <laughs> I also had an experience um, right in my house in the night. I mean, I, I was under a lot of pressure, and... Just for one second, though, one second, maybe half of a second or something like that, I just entertained doubt. Maybe half of a second, though, I just entertained doubt. By the next, was it Thrive? I don't know how we got there. I don't know if anybody can remember. Say, there's somebody here. God said you doubted me. I think we even had to come out or something. I said, God, it was in my house in the night. (laughs) Stress. I was, you know, it's really, it's really touched me. I said, God, so you see all those small, small things. It's not small. If you doubt God, you are questioning who he is. So I had to repent. We can't doubt God. No matter what we face, no matter what we are going through. Because he is God. Whether the fire burns us inside there, or it doesn't burn us, it does not change him. Praise God. 
All right, it looks like I'm out of time, but I still have many things to say. So we'll see where it takes us, and anywhere we reach, we'll stop. So now, the heart is the core of our being. You can feel in there, like we've been talking about. And the Bible sets high importance on keeping our hearts pure, like we read in the beginning, above all else. Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Amen. You need to guard your heart against all this, you know, flimsy emotions. You know, it, it's not worth it. Save your energy from the anger and the outburst. Save your energy. So, I may just have to go really fast. We have eight needs here. Maybe I'll just do four. One of the needs of the heart. Number one, the heart needs guarding. G-U-A-R-D-I-N-G. The heart needs guarding. So maybe just take down the scriptures, then... Isaiah 53 verse 6a, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Isaiah 53 verse 6a. Are we together? Jeremiah 17:10. But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what they have done. So, we need the wisdom of God to be able to tackle the heart. Proverbs 19 verse 3 it says people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. It's like I've not read this passage before. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. We need God to guard our hearts. The KJV version says, The foolishness of man perverted his way, and his heart fretted against the Lord. So like we said in the beginning, the heart has the ability to just deceive you. You think you are deceiving another person or outsmarting another person. Why the heart is setting you up? God will not allow that to be our portion in Jesus' name. See, here we are naturally skilled at deceiving ourselves. We have to lose that skill. We have to lose it. Tell yourself the truth. I think that's the one thing you can do for yourself. Tell yourself the truth. If you need to go and meet somebody, you need help, go and meet the person. What's the pride about? If you need a job, go and get a job. You have to be true to yourself. Nobody can do that for you because you can deceive every other person. So don't end up deceiving yourself too. The heart needs giving, number two. Becoming vulnerable. 
the heart needs giving. A, becoming vulnerable. Like I said, I mean, we have to be open. You know, we can't say, ah, because this person has hurt me today, now I will, I will not, you know, relate with anybody. Anything that you put inside a, a casket, it will get rotten and change to bones. Even if you put a heart there, that I don't want anything to happen. We have to, you know, let go of our own strategies and allow God's plan for our lives to come to pass. We have to allow who God has made us to be to comfort. We shouldn't allow any situation to turn us into what we are not. Then B, involvement. The heart needs giving, like I said. Then involvement. Involvement with God. With involvement with children of God, with our family. All these things are good for the heart. In, in the process, like I said, you, can, you still get hot and all that. But God will give you the grace. You have to express yourself in God. Number three, the heart needs preparing. The heart needs preparing. Psalm 78 verse 8, KJV says, and might not as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart right, whose spirit was not steadfast with God. So you need to prepare your heart in everything that we go through. We have an we have A, B, C there. It says honest confession to sin for the A. Honest confession of sin. Our daily walk with God. B, fervent prayer. A, honest confession of sin. B, fervent prayer. C, meditation of the word. B, fervent prayer. C, meditation of the word. D, scripture reading and memorizing. I'm guilty there. That memorizing part. By the time I'm repeating it, it's like I'm repeating another version. So we just have to keep at it. Scripture reading and memorizing. E, fellowship with the brethren. All these things I read out is what prepares your heart. Because we all go through trials. But the way we respond to trials depends on how we have soaked ourselves in all of this. If we have confessed our sins honestly or we are washing it before God. Are we fervent in prayer? It's not like spending time to pray or it's not a long prayer. A fervent prayer. Prayer that by the time you finish praying, you know that something has happened to you. Not that you are praying for something to happen to another person. You know, we have to be true to ourselves. Some, some of us pray for something to happen to another person. Pray for something to happen to you. By the time you're through, you know that this one, my life has been changed. You can be changed in your room. 
by your experience with God. Then meditating on the word, scripture reading, memorizing, fellowshipping with the brethren. So fellowshipping with the brethren is not because you want to come to church. It's not how you feel. Oh, today, I don't want to see anybody's face. All of them, they're all pretenders. You know, it's not, you know, fellowshipping with the brethren is a command. And every time, like I tell my friends, every time you come before God, it's like taking your car for servicing. You, you know how you feel when you drive the car. Something has happened. Every time we appear before God, God is servicing us. You, you will not know. He's servicing us. He will check your eyes. Okay. He will check your nose. He will check your mouth. He will check everything about you. So anyhow you feel, oh, I tell my people, Abby, anyhow you feel, bring it to God. Come as you are. This is the right place to be. Doesn't have to be a dramatic anything or God will do it again. God is always doing it again. He's always at work. So please, let's not take the gathering of, you know, the brethren for granted. God is here. And that is the most important thing. So, that is how your heart can be prepared. You can take down some more scriptures. Psalm 108 verse 1 and Psalm 112 verse 7 to 8. 108 verse 1 and 112 verse 7 to 8. I'll read Psalm 112 verse 7 to 8. It says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. We can say his heart is prepared. Trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees the desires upon his enemies. You know, when you are faced with challenges, serious challenges, that is when you will be able to check this A to E, whether you have been serious about it. Because it's going to check you. It's going to test whether you are prepared. Praise God. The heart needs purifying. Romans 2, 12 verse 2. Be renewed. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Romans 12 verse 2. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So like we learned from the beginning, you know, God is not looking at the clothes and our powder and all those things. He's looking at our heart. He's seeing us, the real person. Who are you? You need to ask yourself that question. Who are you? Say, let God transform you into a person by changing the way you think. Praise God. It continued here. Say, then you will learn to know God's will, okay? Which is good and pleasing and perfect. Praise God. Acts 8 verse 22. Repentance. The heart needs repentance. It says, repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts. This was the man that was thinking that he could buy the gift of God. Verse 
Number five, the heart needs prostrating. We do that in our worship. A, love God. Deuteronomy 6 verse 5. Sorry, am I too fast? Okay. A, Deuteronomy 6 verse 5. A, love God. And you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. So number five, I said the heart needs prostrating. No, some of us, our heart is too hard. God wants to reach our hearts. Prostrate. Okay. Simple grammar. Kneel down. Bend down. Lie down. Surrender. Just release yourself to God. B, search for God. Deuteronomy 4.29. But from there you will search for the Lord your God. If you search for him with all your heart and soul, you will find him. Amen. That was Deuteronomy 4 verse 29. See, rejoice and exalt the Lord. Zephaniah 3 verse 14. Zephaniah 3 verse 14. I hope we know where Zephaniah is. It's in the Bible. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart. O daughter of Jerusalem. Okay, O sons too. Everybody, rejoice. Amen. D, give thanks. We learned a lot about give thanks from uh, Pastor Lamide the other day. Psalm 9 verse 1. Psalm 9 verse 1. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things that you have done. E, believe God and his word. Acts 8.37 KJV And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Hallelujah. That is enough to get you prostrating and worshipping that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Number six, the heart needs centering. Proverbs 4 verse 21. The heart needs centering. The KJV. Say, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. What I got from here is that let the word of God be centered in your heart. Some of us, the word of God is almost outside us. You know, it's not even somewhere in our hearts. Some, somewhere, you know, we do every other thing before we now say, okay, they even say we should pray, safe. You know, let the word of God be centered in your heart, in the middle. I'm, I'm sure there's a reason why the heart is here. So the word of God should be there. We should not be looking for the word of God after we have traveled maybe 40 days. And I say, okay. I've not even prayed. You start by praying. Once you encounter anything, that's where you start. You start with prayer. You start with the word. You start with God. Not, uh, you know, sometimes I, I hear some testimonies, not to, you know, run down anybody, but it's like they suffered a lot, you know. Then they now remembered. Then I now remembered 
to pray. You know, the testimony would have been the other way. I prayed. You know, the testimony would be shorter. It's like they go around, then they now pray. So I think we should start praying first so that we will have shorter testimonies because God's ways are usually, you know, different. We want to use 40 years. God wants to use 40 days. So, praise God. The heart needs pouring. Psalm 62 verse 8. Oh, my people, the heart needs pouring. Oh, my people, trust in the Lord at all times. Pour out your heart to him. For God is our refuge. This pouring, some of us carry a lot of load. Some of us carry a lot of burden. There was a time someone told me that her heart is paining her. It can actually pain you. If you, if you are in so much pain and grief, your physical heart can pain you. But that is not our portion. God says that we should pour out our hearts. That is where you come to God. There was a time, you know, something hurt me really bad. You know, I could have just, you know, carried it on. I stayed there, here in church somewhere. I stayed there. I cried. I cried. Different gear. I cried. I was crying to God. Because I said, by the time I finish this cry, I'm not standing up with this burden. You know, so by the time we pour out our hearts to God, the experience, you, I'm sure some of you have experienced, is you feel so free. And you now ask yourself, so what were you actually crying about? Because he will make you understand this thing that you are crying for. You know, it's like a child that wants sweets. You are trying to explain to the child that this sweet will get your teeth rotten and the child is crying, 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 crying. Eventually, the child will understand that this thing, I don't need it. I have something better. Praise God. Alright, so we're going to look at two diagrams. The first diagram is going to be showing us okay, is, is this the first one? No, that's the second one. First one. The other one. The other one. The other diagram first. Okay. Hmm. Okay. You have to know how your emotions are harming you. For those of us that say that anger is in our family. <laughs> you are weakening your liver. I don't think there's spare part of liver anywhere. Okay? Then for grief, say it weakens the lung. Fear weakens the kidney. Worry weakens the stomach. You know, there's sometimes something happens, your stomach will just feel somehow. You just want to go to the idea. So, so don't worry. The stress weakens the heart. Why do we want to weaken all these things that God has given to us? Next slide, please. Alright, I like this one. Reasons positive emotions are good for you. Laughter makes blood flow more freely. You can see that we need a lot of laughter because the heart has a lot of blood to manufacture. Okay? 
So can we laugh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So it should be part of your habit to laugh. Let's stop frowning. Eh? I try. Sorry if I frowned at some people. I try. I try. Okay, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Hugs release oxytocin and remove stress from the body. I think the doctors know what that is. So it's good to hug. Mm. Okay. Not over hug. When you meet someone that your heart goes crazy for, your heart gets a workout. Okay. So this should be the officially married people and officially engaged people. When you see your idea, your your heart goes to the gym. Are you laughing? Okay. Spending time with a loved one lowers blood. Wow, we just found a cure. Okay. So, for any reason, anybody has blood pressure here, God is taking it away. Amen. Amen. So, you need to spend time with your loved ones. Then, love letters may lower blood cholesterol. Okay, maybe love WhatsApps to the right people. No. Then, holding hands calms nerves. Hmm. Okay. Then a positive attitude lowers the risk of heart attack. Hmm. Nobody will have heart attack here in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So in serving God and living right, it tells on our whole outlook. He created us and he knows the life we need to live to be healthy, both in spirit and in body. You need a sound physical body to carry out exploits for the Lord. Praise God. I'm so excited. I've learned a lot today. Learned a lot. So, I believe we've learned a lot too. Amen. <laughs> All right, finally, we have the heart needs exposing and convicting, number eight. The heart needs exposing and convicting. Some of us don't like this part. Some of us don't like being rebuked. You know, it's part of what the heart needs. But sometimes it goes off track. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.